Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Janet Cafadar from JanetCafadar.com. She is a course creation expert and we're really excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming, Janet. Yeah, oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, Janet shares a unique uh, knowledge set that I love to geek out about. So we're going to have a lot of fun on the show. Um, we're going to get into instructional design, marketing funnels, the different stages people are at when they're trying to build their courses. And a lot of what we're going to get into is how to remove roadblocks that are standing in the way of course creation because it's really easy to get um, <clears throat> sidelined, distracted, or slowed down or failure, failure to launch because there's all these different things that need to come together to make it happen. Um, one of the things... Uh, I'd like to get into it with Janet. It has to do with her approach to instructional design. I heard her on the Productize podcast with Brian Castle, and I was really interested to follow up with her because she was talking about one of the things she does with her Done For You services, work with experts on uh, you know getting their course launched and set up. And she talked about a process of um, you know really getting into the slides, like. So there's this whole problem that happens where if you're an expert uh, and you want to have an online business, you need to go through this, this huge gap, which is called instructional design, not to mention the selling and the membership and locking down the content and getting the money and all that. But you actually got to take that expertise and turning it into an online course. How do you do that, Janet? Talk to us about slides. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yes, no, I, I totally hear you um, with what you're saying there. And that's the a really big problem that my clients have. So what I've found over the years, I've been doing this for about four years now, coming up to four years at, in this business. I had a previous business before. Um, but in this business, what I found with my clients um, is at the very beginning of trying to get them, try, I was working, it was just me at the time, working with my clients to try and tease the content out of them and get it down on paper and get it down on slides and then in a way that I can translate translate that and um and so their students and their you know learners can get the most out of it but it just didn't work now when I did this in my corporate uh corporate setting it was fine you know you could quite easily go ahead and you know you talk with whoever the, the the subject matter expert and you know and you can have sit down and have a clear discussion about that but but because most of my clients are uh, overseas I'm here in Australia most of them are either US or Canada or UK and um, having that fluid discussion didn't happen so easily so a way in which I found to work for me and my team and for my clients as well is for them to just get out a blank slide, <laughs> a blank um, slide deck with nothing on it. It doesn't have to be fancy, nothing at all. And just write one point per slide. <laughs> now I say it like that because that's literally how it needs to be. One point on this slide, one point on another side. And yes, you may end up with about 200 slides in the end, but it works because then I get my clients to then record themselves talking through each of those points. And so the things that they may ne not necessarily 
say to me come out when they're talking through it on the side so things that they may want to get across or um an area that they wanted to elaborate on they can do that quite freely then it's easy for my team to then go away and listen to what they're saying and then translate that into um an engaging slide deck that helps you know the learner get to an outcome so that's the way <laughs> we found it to work the best and um yeah my learners seem to my clients you know students and learners seem to get the best results from that so if anyone's kind of struggling and that's their you know their big roadblock and they don't necessarily have a team or anyone to help them that is my best advice to you you know one point per slide and just record yourself doing that and then you'll see you'll realize that there are bits that you you may not say that come out that actually really do help you and you can use them either in the slide deck or you can use them in in worksheets or anything like that so yeah that's I hope that's answered your question I think I went a really long way <laughs> around your question no that's really good um so what happens if somebody you know doesn't do that or what is the default um you know mode of operation for an expert if they're not going one point per slide like what's the alternative well, I the reason that I like this method the best is because it works if you know your content and you know your subject matter inside out. Now, if you don't and you're kind of you're kind of not sure about it, this is not going to work, this method. Um, and if that's the case, you really shouldn't be creating a course because you should only be creating it if you are an expert at what you're doing. So, um so if someone is kind of you know struggling with this, then don't and that you know kind of even freaks you out a little bit. Then don't worry about it. Just go ahead. Just get out a slide deck and just either type it out um, or use images. Like I'm a big fan of images, and I'm a visual learner, so I have to have images. Like I can't text just doesn't work for my brain so um having images or even symbols or you know those little icons that you get um where it's just like a person sitting at a laptop or something just like little outline images use those instead use diagrams to help illustrate your point or whatever it is that you need to get across so that's another way in which you can go about it if kind of you know putting one point per slide is not your um not your not, not ideal for you that's fantastic well let's talk a little bit about your done for you service <clears throat> what uh like what is the like what would your team then do with that that slide presentation yeah so it's then their job to go through so let's imagine the course is four or five modules and then there are maybe three four lessons per um slide uh, sorry per um, module then it's their job to go through and then translate what that the client has said in that recording and in that plain um, um deck that they've sent across to us and then translate that into their, their branded slides or whatever it is so are they but, uh, are they uh re-recording the presentation or just is this an <laughs> editing function or they were just yeah research or how does it work yeah, so so they're collecting all the information from that recording that they've done. They're then creating a brand new slide deck and interpreting what the client has said, either using images or diagrams or whatever it is and putting those all 
into a slide deck, handing it back to the client, and then they can go and re-record it, ready for us to then, you know, upload into their members area. Um, so, th- but prior to that, a lot of work on the actual structure, the outline, what's going to be said inside of um, each lesson and each module has already been determined beforehand. So we never really get to a point where, um, you know, a lesson is like anything more than 20 minutes long. We always try and cap it at the 20 minute mark because people lose interest and no one wants to watch a video for 30 minutes. <laughs> so it's really important that we see everything from the learner's perspective and be like, okay, really conscious about how they're going to be engaging with this information where are they going to be are they going to be on their phone whilst their son or daughter is at swimming are they going to be in front of their computer like being mindful of that really helps us make sure that the content is stronger so so yes yeah, so then that's what my team then go away and do and work on the slides for the client and then hand it back to them for recording so yeah it is quite a lengthy process but especially for my clients who are um who are time poor, like they just don't have the time to sit and try and, you know, put all the pieces together and work out what needs to go on the slides and all of that. That's our job to take that information, their expert knowledge and turn that into um, a course for them. That sounds like a really professional approach. It also sounds like a a very professional expert who sees the value in, um, you know, getting some help. Cause if I'm going to, if I'm an expert and I'm going to do the work of making 200 slides where I'm going over oh. these key points in, around my expertise, <clears throat> for me, it makes a lot of sense that, um, I want a, a, an instructional designer who really knows their craft to like help take that further. Um, yeah. so I love what you're, what you're doing and you're also making it an iterative process where it then comes back to the expert. Am I right? Where then they are going to come in with some voice or. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it's there, it's all their voice and all their um, recording. Um, so they go through the slide that we send them. And most of the time there are like a couple of things that they want to change and they can change that when they get it back. That's fine. It doesn't have to come back to us to do, but it works quite smoothly because, they know when the slides are coming to them. And then I tell them and my team tell them beforehand, okay, you're going to have to block out at least, you know, an hour or an hour and a half in your calendar on Thursday because we'll need you to sit down and do your recordings and then so it can come back to us. And then they just put it in a Dropbox folder when it's done. So, um, and there isn't really much editing like <laughs> to that uh, once it's done. Um, because they you did just, the hard work of like- Because, the, yeah. In the, in the slide creation process that's 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 right so that happened and and even at the very beginning where we're working on the slides and all of that stuff so uh, working on the um the lessons and what's going to be said and how it all links together and all of that stuff there's not very much for us to do maybe just put some intros and outros if we need to if the client has that so uh, to anyone that's kind of listening like my best advice like do your planning and really deep diving into the content structure and how it's going to hang together and what's going to be in it and then start recording because that frees you up a whole heap of time when it comes to the editing side of things or if there's any editing and kind of getting things uploaded because that's that in itself gives a whole heap of extra time so do as much of that work up front and then it will save you in the long run 
That's beautiful. That's almost counterintuitive. I see a lot of people who, you know, just put a Himalayan effort into creating content and then someday later they figure out the editing process. But why yeah. not, you know, make it a little more structured on the front end so that the editing on the back end is a lot more minimal. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like it may just be a few ums and ahs or something like that, but I normally just tell my clients, okay, just pause it and then, you know, get yourself together again and start again. Like d- don't even worry about it. Don't think, oh, I've got to start from the beginning. Or no, don't worry. Just press pause. Just keep going because as soon as you think, oh, God, I've got to do it again, then you know how it get. you know what happens. You kind of get in your head and you start you know, fumbling and it just makes it really difficult. So I'm like, you've only got an hour and a half in your calendar, remember? <laughs> so don't even worry about it. <laughs> so, and then they, the heavy lifting of the core structure and curriculum is already there. So, I mean, that's yeah, really the biggest yeah. worry. So, yes, yeah, exactly right. So, and they feel, you know, relieved. They're like, oh, okay, I've got this and it's fine. And then, you know, it always comes back, oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, around the 10 minute mark, I really mumbled it. I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just cut it out. It's all good. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah. I have to ask you, I need to understand a little bit of the, um, the story behind all this. This is a really unique skill set. And you mentioned in your, I believe, in the uh, corporate clients in the past or something. Like, how did you develop this skill? Yeah. So, God, really interesting question. So, I, um, in, in my corporate days, <laughs> um, I uh, worked for a management consultancy and we did a lot of learning and development and creating workshops and training programs for um, government departments here in Australia. So I, I, I am an Australian citizen, but I was born in the UK. So I've been here for about eight years now. So when I first moved out here, one of my, you know, this was the main job that I had and very different from what I was doing in London, which was I was working in advertising and marketing and stuff. And when I moved out here, I wanted to do something totally different. So I launched myself into um, working with this management consultancy, worked as a project manager there, then kind of worked my way up as kind of a consultant and working on um, creating and developing the course content. So, um, so once I did that and was working, you know, I really got to see how courses or how programs, cause these weren't courses so much then they were a more of like, um, three day workshops or three day, um, you know, masterminds, so to speak. And it was really interesting at a really high level, you know, a government level having to, um, help these leaders within you know government help them get to an outcome and maybe over the span of 12 uh, 12 months or over like a quarter or something like that so the content that we had to create had to be really robust to lead them to an outcome and so that kind of curriculum e-learning development um uh, in, kind of came about then then I had my son and my other two kids so I've got three kids and then I just realized like I especially when I had my son and my my eldest I can't do this <laughs> I can't work for anyone and I don't, I don't want to I think it was more the fact that I just didn't want to work for anyone else I just wanted to do my own thing and I'd already had kind of had that niggling in the back of my mind but I had no idea what that was um and so once I had my son my youngest my eldest sorry I um kind of figured out like what am I gonna do with myself like how's it gonna look I didn't even imagine that it would look like how it is today like it wasn't 
even on my radar. And so when I uh, first started, I kind of did a bit of VA work for people to kind of, you know, figure out what it was I wanted to do. And <laughs> that didn't work at all. Uh, having a newborn baby at that stage, uh, I had to, my son and I had to go to sleep school. We have sleep school here in uh, Australia, which helps new mums uh, kind of figure out what to do with their babies. So I spent three days um, trying to learn how to put my son to sleep and myself to sleep because it was just uh, we were really struggling. Um, and shortly after that, I just I was searching on the computer. I think I came across I don't think it's like Brendan Bouchard's like YouTube video or something. You know how it is. You yeah. click on something, you end up like randomly somewhere and I uh, watched his video all about you know living a purpose and doing your own thing and then I clicked on something else and then I ended up on a sales page for a course now I bought the course and it wasn't Brenda Bouchard's by the way and and uh, I I bought it I went in there and I thought holy smokes what is this like I just I couldn't believe it I thought and I've just paid a thousand dollars for this. What, what is this course? Like it was really messy, totally all over the place. Yeah. The content was okay, but just the structure was not there. Like it, and the, just the delivery of the, the course, the content itself and the slides. I just thought, wow, is this, it, is this for real? So, and that, and that is really where it began. I thought, God, there must be someone teaching people how to do this surely surely there must be. and I, at the time this is so you know four or five years ago now the landscape's a little bit different now I couldn't really see anyone yeah there were a few people here and there um but not that many and I thought well it looks like people and I, then I realized there was so that the expert industry there are people that need help with this to create products to leverage their time etc then that's where it really began and I just kind of one step at a time just started just put one foot in the other and just started helping people out with creating courses because what I was doing already in my corporate days is quite it was already really transferable um to what I was what I wanted to do and I just nerded out on tools and 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 plugins and all of that stuff I enjoy that so it wasn't a big deal for me to to kind of figure it out and I kind of had a knack for making sure that my clients were using the right ones and the right fit for their business and what and their goals. So yeah, that's pretty much a pretty short <laughs> version of how my business came about. That's super cool. I love that story. Um, and you're right. Uh, you know, there's this whole expert industry and there's a lot of focus on the e-commerce or the selling or the launching, mm. but not so much on instructional design. And I mean, even like community building, like, list building or you know growing a following on Facebook and stuff there's a lot of information and, and stuff out there but oh. the act of actually teaching through the internet there's a yeah. huge gap so yes I, I heard you in that gap and I was like I gotta go talk to Janet and get her here because people need to hear about this part because it's a, yeah it's important and I'm also a big believer in um, you know, there's a lot of escape the nine to five type stuff. I mean, I, I mm. have kids at home. My kids, mm -hmm. we do the homeschooling thing. Uh, we're mm -hmm. home. I spend a lot of time with my kids. I love the lifestyle. But I also mm. know there's a lot of wisdom and knowledge that we can pull out of the corporate world of, you know, management consulting, like you mentioned. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of 
you know, ideas and information and research and investment that have gone into figuring things out yeah. at the corporate level that can come down to small business and startup. And we don't yeah. have to reinvent the wheel down here. We just need to yeah. understand and know some best practices. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really great thing that you brought up. So I remember in my early days, like I had a lot of people reaching out to me like, oh, can you help me start my business? And I, I was like, I have no idea. Like, I'm just starting mine. Like, I'm just, I am not the right person to be speaking to. But what I found quite, quite interesting was that a lot of these people, and, and you know, and that could have just been, you know, their preference, were really just discounting what they knew how to do really well in their corporate jobs. And I found that, uh, so what I was doing already, I just transferred over into my own business really. So I wasn't really moving too far away from that. And, you know, if to anyone listening, if you are in that place where like, Oh, I don't know what to do or I'm not sure which direction to go in. Yeah. You can go and, you know, follow your passion, you know, do what you really want to, but don't discount what you know how to do. If you're really good with processes and systems or project managing, like seriously, just move forward with that for now until you kind of figure out what it is that you want to do and kind of further along down the track. Like there's, I think you're so right that there's um, so much investment of time and energy has been put into us as people in our corporate careers and um, so just kind of use it and leverage it to your advantage but then also going to what you said just a minute ago about people really focusing in on the marketing and uh, community managing and all of that stuff I always say to my clients and the type of clients that I work with um, I say to them don't worry about the sales and marketing stuff if you focus on your message, the positioning of your course, and you're already an expert in what you're doing and you are already doing it every day, it will sell <laughs> because you're already doing it and you're already serving people who need what you have. You're just trying, you know, repackaging it and presenting it in a different way. So the sales and marketing stuff will come. It won't happen overnight. Don't believe anyone who says you're going to, you know, blow the roof off in 30 days they are lying <laughs> like it's just gonna take some time to um to figure it out if it doesn't happen you know you know you will get some sales but it may not happen like as some may say um and it's just an iterative process you know you've just got to keep working at it updating it changing it tweaking things here and there to be able to get it to a point that you think all right i, I think this is it's never going to be done just like a website but it'll get to a point where like i feel satisfied with it and i'm getting the desired results that my students require from it so um so yes yeah, so doing the work up front on the course structure is hands down the most important thing to do yeah that's beautiful I, i'd encourage anybody listening to listening to this to press pause and go back to listen to to, to what janet just said there because it's uh it's not just about the marketing. And if you're already getting paid every day to do a job or you're in a job, think looking outside, looking at this whole online education industry and your employer is giving you money to do stuff, like it's a very valuable skill. And yeah. tailing off with what you said there at the end, having it be an iterative process, even what you do in your services are iterative. And that like, <clears throat> I love that, that it's not just like, okay, there's this, starting line and 
you know, the money comes in and then the product comes out and you're good to go. There's like a, there's a little bit of back and forth with the customer in terms of getting the course curriculum dialed. Uh, and, and, you know, it's almost like a done with you service. I would call it like where, um, it is done for you, but there's a component where the, you know, the customer puts something in, you put something better out then they take yeah. it and then they do more with it. That then creates the ultimate awesome product and that whole iterative yeah. approach to collaboration and consulting and productized service, I think is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, and it really, it really works. I, I've taken about, Oh, probably a good year now, up until now. So last year, this point is where things kind of really took off and started to feel more like, okay, right, we got this. Like we got this process kind of down and um, it's working for us. Whereas before it was pretty much, I'm not going to lie, it was a hot mess. So, um, start, though. I mean, it, I, I recommend that. I'm, uh, I'm doing a book club right now around this, this book about instructional design called Design yeah. for how people learn and um you know it's there's skill development skill has to happen i mean it has to yeah you have to work on it absolutely absolutely i 100 percent believe that so yeah so it was really messy it was very stressful um and i not long had my third child about a year ago so it was really quite difficult and I was feeling quite burnt out and thinking, Oh God, I'm just going to close the whole thing down and go on holiday. <laughs> it's yeah. just over it. And then a friend of mine said, well, why don't you just hire someone else? And to, it didn't even occur to me like, Oh yeah, maybe it shouldn't be just me and my assistant. <laughs> maybe I should bring on someone else. And then at that point is when I brought on um, a project manager that um, deals they deal with the clients. So they only kind of come to me when they have something um, they're not sure about, but um, they kind of do the client client delivery of the work and kind of manage that communication between them. So that really has kind of freed me up now to just have some breathing space. And I can't believe I've waited so long to even do that. It's just, I hit my head every day. I'm like, God, why did I do that before? <laughs> well, I have to ask you about this. And I, I guess it's, a, it's probably a skill that also came from the corporate time, but in order to sex, successfully bring in project management, it's mm. helpful to be skilled at developing processes. So yeah. for them to manage. Otherwise, yeah. you're just being like, here you go. You're just trying to stick a body on a problem. Oh but gosh. Yeah. I, I think you've done more than that based on what I'm hearing. How did you yeah. get so good at process development? Uh you know what? I think I just really love it. <laughs> And I didn't re and I didn't realize that I really uh, thrive on a process and knowing how something works. Like I'm one of those people. Like I, if I think back to my corporate days, like I wanted to know how it all, what I needed to do, and the steps that I needed to take. Leave me to go and do it, and I'll come back if I have questions. Like I don't, right. I don't want to keep bothering someone. And I think that's something that I that stuck with me and when I remember going you know, early on in my uh, you know working career I'd find you know find yourself working somewhere and I, I was doing a little bit of temping work and um, I got into an office and I said well what's the process and the lady looked at me like strangely like <laughs> what process like <laughs> and then this 
just and I equally looked at her as strangely thinking what do you mean you don't have a process like it just <laughs> it just didn't compute and it's not how my brain works and it's not that I like processes so that I know where you know that I'm a real stickler or anything like that there's definitely move, room to move around that but I like having everything laid out so that someone can just go and do it um, and obviously come back when we have you know especially when you're training up new people um, but come back to me if they have any questions and we can work through it together but there needs to, to be able to do this so sometimes, you know, we have five, six clients, projects going on at a time, obviously at different stages. There needs to be a process there with, for us to be able to communicate as a team, for us to be able to communicate with the client if an issue arises, to identify which stage people are at. Like, it all has to kind of come together. And it didn't all happen at once. It just kind of happened bit by bit quite organically. But I think that's where my nerdy brain um, goes to, and I love it. <laughs> I well, I have to, uh, I have to geek out with you on another part of your nerdy brain, which okay. you said earlier in this conversation <laughs> from your corporate background, which had to do with outcomes. Yeah. So yeah. in online education or information products or, um, you know, membership content, mm. premium content, yeah. Uh, there's this whole knowledge thing, like premium content, there's like great ideas, curated well like great information that's a given these days uh -huh. but uh, results and outcomes are really more uh, in many ways um, almost more important than the actual content itself um, yeah how do you based on your experience from corporate or just in your own pr way of developing and your um, your skills and your offer here like how do you help experts help people not just get great information, but get to outcomes? Yeah. So um, that's a really good question. And focusing on the outcome is the only thing that matters. So it, when I say outcome, I'm not talking result because when people sometimes think of a result, they're thinking of a result that's um, monetary. Now that's not that's not how, that's how I differ, differentiate the two. I'm not really into that kind of hypey marketing where it's like, oh, get a X amount in 30 days or something like this. Just it just doesn't happen. It's just rubbish. Chuck it out the window. Chuck the course out the window. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it, outcomes focused courses um, really focus in on taking the person from where they are right now, the struggle and the problem that they are having to the solution and what they actually want and what they want yes might be monetary but at the core of it it normally isn't it's like I actually just want to feel better or I want to have a pathway to um to to fit to to be more fit it's like just guide me to that um guide me on those steps and that journey to get to that outcome so um and and that's the only thing that matters for us as a team like focusing in on the outcome and taking them from where they are right now to that to that point um so that at least it can be broken down in stages like it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know you're going to promise that person the world like don't do that if you're not going to do that like just 
if you can't. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, focusing on the outcome is the only thing that kind of matters and is in the most important because with an outcome, you either, you can't write any form of marketing or sales message or something like that, but don't make it hypey and, um, based on, money because that's not always the most important thing and you're actually leading people down a path to disappointment and the fact that they actually won't complete it as well if you hang everything about your course or mastermind or program or whatever based on money that's what i found anyway that's beautiful janet Cafadar, ladies and gentlemen that's j-a-n-e-t-k-a-f-a-d-a-r.com Check her out. She's got a uh, quiz on her website. Can you tell us about the quiz? Yes. Yeah. It's um, janetcafadar.com forward slash quiz. And it's uh, it's a a course journey quiz. So if you're kind of stuck with whereabouts you are and what you need to do and the next steps that you need to take to be able to create your course, um, then just go ahead and um, take the quiz. It will ask you just, I think it's five or six questions. And then you'll be given um, two um, action steps to be able to help move you forward along with a couple of videos as well. So this has kind of come after, you know, four years of working and basically what I've seen from talking to hundreds of people um, and I've put that all into a quiz to help give you the right steps and what you need to do. That's beautiful. For those of you listening, uh, you have to wear many hats as a course creator. You have to be an expert. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be a teacher, an instructional designer, a technologist, and a community builder. Those qualities are very rarely found in one person. If you need help, with the, uh, the teaching and the instructional design and, and strategy. It's Janet, as soon as I heard her on, on some other shows, uh, I knew I had to get her on here and help uh, share some of her wisdom with you all. So Janet, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Is there- Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Is there um, anywhere else people can connect with you? Yeah, so um, you can also connect with me on my YouTube channel, Course Creators TV, and I do um, video tutorials um, and um, platform reviews, and I'll also do one for Lifter as well, (laughs) Um, do reviews of platforms and all of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, you can find me on Course Creators TV, or even if you just type in Janet Kafferdata, any social media platform, you'll find me there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Janet. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it.